At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN Prime Time. Hour two of V-CIN primetime alongside Tulane Green Wave great Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Going to be talking to the head coach or former head coach of Independence Community College. You were Ooh. on his show, Jason Brown. I was. A little bit later on in the show. Always opinionated, that is for sure. Uh, so we will chat with the him. only way to live. Uh, but let's bring in our next guest, by the way, V-CIN primetime presented by BetMGM. Bring in our next guest, Adam Burke, at Skating Tripods on Twitter. Uh, a man that is uh, oozing with uh, enthusiasm about his Cleveland Guardians and the AL Central uh, victory. So congrats to you and, and your fellow Clevelanders uh, there with the, uh, with the Guardians heading into the postseason. You got some tickets to, to cash on the Guardians? No, I don't. I wish I did. In fact, I actually kind of like their season win total under. So clearly I didn't have a great pulse on this team coming into the year, but they, they've overachieved in a big way. They've had some young guys make a really big leap that I didn't necessarily anticipate. But I'm just trying to enjoy the ride. You know, I mean, it's very hard in this business to just sometimes sit back and be a fan. So that's what I'm going to do with this team. I'm going to sit back, be a fan, enjoy it. They helped me fall in love with baseball again this year. So I'm just going to enjoy the ride for however long it goes. Well, they got Bieber, and then if McKenzie and Quantrell live up to how they've pitched, especially post-All-Star break, they got a shot. But I have them behind the red tape right now because uh, bottom of the 10th inning last night, tied at 4-4, automatic man on second. Instead of bunting the guy over the third, they let the seventh batter in the lineup hit. Of course, he gets out. They ultimately don't score. 
and then lose. So right now they're in the red tape, Adam. <laughs> I I understand it. I mean, look, offensively, I don't necessarily love the profile of this team. I understand that they don't strike out a lot and they go first to third quite a bit. They've also stolen a lot of bases. But the hard part about the playoffs is it largely becomes about the team that can hit for power because you don't string a lot of innings together. You're facing elite or at least above average pitching every single night. And that's going to be a challenge for this team, I think, because they don't hit for any ounce of power pretty much. So they have to manufacture their runs, manufacture their innings. We'll see if they can do it in the playoffs. It hasn't been a recipe for success for a lot of teams over the last several years, but We'll see. Maybe they're just a, a different kind of beast. And, and obviously, they're a very good defensive team. So their run prevention may help them uh, if they're not giving up the long ball. And this Guardians Minute brought to you by Adam Burke's Twitter feed, at Skating Tripods. Make sure to check that out. All right, let's get to uh, football. Uh, before we get to the college slate. Such a ham. And, uh, well, you know what? I don't like starting hours talking about the Guardians. But, you know. You know Dave Moretti, uh, the judge? Also a member of my private cigar lounge, a big Guardians fan. Maybe him, me, him, and uh, Adam Great. get together and watch a playoff game. All right, on the football. Go, go enjoy that. Um, hey, Adam, you write a piece each and every week on vcin.com looking at Survivor. It is, a, it is a common discussion on the network. A lot of us still alive in Circus Survivor, including the two of us. Uh, looking at the slate, the Packers are the biggest favorite. If they're available, I would imagine that's the most likely selection for, for most people. Uh, how do you look at this slate, and uh, what would be your route uh, in a survivor pool? I think the difficult thing with taking Green Bay is everyone's taking Green Bay. So, you know, you're going to have chances to take the Packers in upcoming weeks if you want to. They may not be as big of a favorite as they are here this week, but, you know, you, you kind of hope that maybe the unthinkable happens and Green Bay winds up losing and you end up, you know, losing another big chunk of the survivor field. I still think that Detroit is the pick for me, and I do have one entry alive in the Circus Survivor, but the line movement that we've seen on that game this week has been very scary. I think due in large part to DeAndre Swift likely being out. Uh, I know there's also some angles about, you know, Detroit just losing a division game that they kind of had in pocket to some degree, Seattle coming off a home loss, all these different types of things, but I don't know. I just, I think Seattle is the worst team in the NFL. So if I get the chance to go against them, and you know maybe steal one with Detroit and save Green Bay for down the line. I think that's a pretty attractive opportunity for me and a, and a decent option here. But I'll take up until Saturday afternoon to actually lock my pick in because uh, I'm not sure I want to trust the Lions to do anything positive. Yeah, if they were healthy, this would be a no-brainer pick for me. That's what I was thinking. But no DeAndre Swift, Armand St. Brown. I know he finished the game, but he's on the injury report with an ankle. They just lost the safety. You know, that's what has me concerned. Adam, what do you think about these other two games uh, regarding Survivor? Uh, Steelers, who are hosting the Jets, Zach Wilson back, and Cowboys in that defense hosting the Commanders. I'll say this about Pittsburgh. I, I think I like them more with Zach Wilson coming back than I would if Joe Flacco had been playing because I actually liked Mike LaFleur's game plan with Joe Flacco at quarterback. I thought that the Jets had some you know pretty nice plays over their first few games of the year. But Zach Wilson coming back with Russ, I don't really know how that's going to go here. The problem, of course, is Pittsburgh's offense is just very, very limited. And it's very easy to see a way in which Trubisky maybe turns the football over a couple times. They wind up losing the game somehow. I don't think that they will. And this is kind of a must-win game for them when you look at their upcoming schedule and how difficult that is. Uh, But, I mean, look, maybe the Steelers are safer than the Lions. I don't know. But as far as the, the, the commanders go, 
Uh, I, you well, the know, Cowboys. The Look, I mean, frankly, I don't think this is a good week to bet on much of anything in the NFL, let alone make a survivor pick that isn't, you know, something obvious like Green Bay. I've been looking at this card a lot this week, and the only thing I've played so far is uh, the Falcons and the Browns over the total of 48 and a half. But I don't really like anything from a side standpoint this week, and I, I wouldn't trust a lot of these teams from a survivor standpoint, especially with so many games around the key number of three. Yeah, it, it's an, it's another tricky week. Initially, it was Detroit for me with the injuries. The the line movement has kind of spooked me off of uh, off of Detroit here. We're talking to Adam Burke at Skating Tripods on Twitter. Uh, each and every Monday night, Tuesday morning in your feed, Adam and I get together. We take a look at his updated power ratings, uh, games that uh, maybe fit that letdown spot in college football, part of the VEASAN College Football Betting Podcast, three episodes a week. Uh, so make sure you subscribe to that. Let's get to some games uh, that jump out at you. And uh, we'll start on Friday night. Uh, Washington visiting UCLA. Uh, we've seen more line movement, some backing on the Bruins here. This game was three yesterday. It is down to two and a half. Huskies have looked darn good. Uh, I'm a little bit surprised in the line move here. Uh, what do you make this number, Adam? And is this a playable game for you on Friday night? Yeah, I'm surprised with the line move here as well, Tim. I, I thought that you could justify three. I thought three and a half, four was maybe a good number. I have it five personally, but I've really been aggressive in moving up Washington, a team that had a top 25 defense by yards per play last season. And now with Kalen DeBoer, they seem to have the offense to match. This is a really, really good football team. And look, they've had a much tougher road to this point than UCLA has. According to Jeff Sagarin's rankings, Washington's played two teams in the top 55. UCLA has only played one team in the top 60. That was South Alabama, and they almost lost that game at home as a big favorite. So I've actually been impressed with Washington's body of work, despite maybe not playing the greatest of schedules. Uh, these two teams are pretty similar in terms of yards per play differential. But as I said, Washington's played a tougher schedule. I think two and a half is a gift in this game. I, I thought it was maybe going to go to three and a half. I'm very surprised to see this line move down. So I do like the Huskies here on Friday night. I'm a big Michael Penix fan, Adam. I'm a, I have Washington as the fourth best team in the country. I am scared to death Friday night. First true road game for the Huskies. UCLA has kind of dominated, you know, this this uh this rivalry. It's just something about this game that doesn't sit right. I, I'm, I think Washington's the better team. I hope I'm wrong because I do have a ticket on them to win the Pac-12 game. And if they can get by this, the only other obstacle they really have is at Oregon. Yeah, I mean, look, it's always fair to be concerned. Pac-12 after dark, as you said, first true road game for the Huskies. But their defense should travel. I mean, defense typically does travel. And I think this offense is just so improved with Kalen DeBoer, who has been great at all of his stops as an offensive coordinator and as a head coach. And you know, I didn't really want to believe in it early on because Penix was so pedestrian slash borderline bad at Indiana. But he just had to get out of there. And now that he's in Washington, uh, he looks good. The offense looks good. They're humming right along. I just think it's Washington's the better team here. And I, I don't think it's all that close, frankly, given what we've seen so far and also given you know, how good that Washington defense is. We're talking once again to Adam Burke. Follow all his uh, work at Skating Tripods. Also, VEASAN.com, uh, a contributor there uh, regularly, both the NFL, Major League Baseball, and college football. First leg of the Commander and Chiefs trophy will be uh, will be played for on Saturday morning. This is a 10 a.m. local start time. 
in Colorado Springs. It'll be Air Force and Navy. The total, interestingly enough, despite the fact, Adam, that since 2010, the under has come home 30 times in the 36 games in uh, in Navy, Army, or Air Force games against each other. The total's been on the rise here to 37 and a half. Uh, and you are liking the steam here. You, you think we're going to get some points out in uh, out at Air Force on Saturday? We do. I think we'll get some points here. I mean, Air Force is a top 20 offense in yards per play, which is really, really difficult to do when you run the ball as much as they do. But 6.7 yards per carry for them. They've been able to move it on everybody. I think they move it on Navy in this game as well. By the way, last year's game, 23 to 3. First time since 2013 that this head-to-head meeting fell short of 40 points and only the third time since 1999. So this is not Army-Navy. These two teams will score a little bit historically, and I think that they will score here. I mean, I think this is the lowest the total has been in this head-to-head matchup, and maybe Navy tires out a little bit in the second half in the altitude, especially because they should be the defense on the field a lot more. So I do lean Air Force minus 14, but I like this over 37.5, where I do think these two teams have some offensive success, and Navy's been able to throw the ball a little bit this year which should help against an Air Force defense that has allowed 5.6 yards per play. All right, Adam's feeling very patriotic. 30 seconds, why lay the points with Army against Georgia State? I think this is a horrific spot for Georgia State. In fact, these two teams played last year in week one, and Georgia State lost 43-10. to 10. Now they're playing this game in the middle of conference play. Brutal to try and get ready for the option. Long travel, early kick. Give me Army minus seven in the hook. He is Adam Burke at Skating Tripods, once again, part of the VEASAN College Football Betting Podcast as well. Make sure you subscribe to that. Thanks, Adam. Take care, guys. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? 
I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he didn't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VSIN Hockey Season Prep Guide will be available soon with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil with predictions from teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, season-long trends to watch, plus three things every new NHL better should know. This guide is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get the VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at vcin.com slash subscribe. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. We've got... Uh... I'm such an idiot. <laughs> Sorry. I'm such an <laughs> idiot. He did it again. He did it again. Sean was told <sighs> to play the yes run first inning in the Yankees-Blue Jays game. What'd you do? What? What did you do? He played the no. A run was scored before an out was registered up in Toronto. One nothing. Blue Jays. And if you bet the Yurfi, there you go. There's a win. You did what you were supposed to be told. Do we have to do the, the tutorial again? Oh, there's another run. Two nothing. Do you want to text Jared now? Nope. I'll text him. I'll let him know. <sighs> Boy. I can't believe two straight days you did this. I'm retiring from the Yerfy Nerf. It's not, I mean, it's not been, for me. You've been given equality information. It's not for me. <laughs> not for me. I can't believe you did it for a second straight day. Oh, my gosh. By the way, Aaron Judge was walked for the fifth time in the last two games. Uh, so the Yankees now lead two to nothing. I'm hoping the Brewers' bats can come to life tonight. I actually took a baseball Can we bat. turn this off the TV, please? Can we turn this off <laughs> else? I don't, I don't want to see this anymore. I can't believe you did it again. Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. My head hurts. Oh, man. So, oh, there's a double play, maybe. No, not a double play. Um, Sean, I want to point something out, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. So someone threw down 2500 bucks mm-hmm. at BetMGM on Jalen Daniels, the quarterback at Kansas, to win the Heisman Trophy. He is 
been fantastic this year for the Jayhawks. They are 4-0, hopefully on their way to a, a bowl game for the first time. Um, what did I say? Did I say 2,500? Mm-hmm. 25 grand, excuse me. 25K for Jalen Daniels. Best of luck to this better. No shot. Yeah, he doesn't have a shot because the people that vote for these things don't actually watch college football. They just look at box scores. This is why Kansas isn't in the AP Top 25. They're not paying attention. So the more realistic win for Jalen would be Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year. I think he might have a shot to win that award if Kansas can sustain their success. But he won't even get invited to the Heisman. And it's not, it has nothing to do with his talent because he's really good. But He's been, I mean, 71% completion <clears throat> percentage. He's running um, you know, almost 300 yards a game. He's been fantastic. Yeah, um, he's really good. He, I'm not saying he's not deserving, but I'm saying he won't even get invited. I agree. Yeah. Uh, and as you saw, we just had a graphic there, the the odds that have changed at BetMGM. Uh, I was doing a radio interview today, and I was asked about the Heisman Trophy and, and what I ex- who I expected to win. Is there anything worth betting? I, I just I don't think so. Um, I think Caleb Williams is... Uh, I feel like his stock is way too high. I really like Kayla Williams as a player. He'll look if you want to make a bet on him being the first pick in 2024. I think that's a good bet because mm-hmm. uh, he's he's got the talent, right? He's big. He's got a good arm. He's mobile. I just I don't see him winning the Heisman Trophy this year. And at six to one, I mean, look if it was twenty to one, ten to one, it might be intrigued. But I think there's a loss or two coming for USC. I think the question is at what point. Because it's still September, but at what point do you take a look at C.J. Stroud, even though his odds are so low? Because, Sean, I look at their schedule. They're a notable team. They've had the preseason buzz. He's got so many weapons around him. I mean, he's down to plus 150, which is incredibly low, considering we're still in the month of September here. But you have Ohio State now as your number one team. I have them as my number two team. I still think they're the best offense in the country. And I think as the year goes on, He's just going to be lighting up te- people all all time. And then you've got a high-profile game at Penn State. You've got no bigger game than uh, Michigan. Michigan to close out the year, which could be a top-five matchup you know, with tons of eyeballs on it. And then you'll have the Big Ten Championship where he can kind of put the cherry on top if he lights up you know, Purdue or Minnesota or Wisconsin again. So I, I don't like betting things at plus 150, especially three months out. But can you make a case for someone else to win the Heisman Trophy? Yeah. Who? Bryce Young. Back-to-back, first one since Archie Griffin? Yeah, absolutely. I Does mean, he have the playmakers? We're going to find out, but I'll tell you this. I just think his path to getting to undefeated is going to be so treacherous that he'll get a lot of credit if they're able to navigate it, especially with what people think is an Alabama team that's maybe not as complete as some of the ones in recent history. <clears throat> Not saying that C.J. Stroud doesn't have a shot to win it. He definitely does. But Ohio State, because their schedule is pretty boring, you know what I mean, for the most part, Bama's got some big games coming up. They do. They always do. Starting with this week, Bryce Young going to be prime time against Arkansas. Then they got A&M. Then they have Tennessee after that. They still have LSU, Mississippi. Like So I'm just saying the stage – you know what's interesting? Put it like this. Yeah. C.J. Stroud, 
Bryce Young, both A-list entertainers. Mm-hmm. Bryce's tour has 30 cities. CJ's has 10. No difference in their actual performance, but Bryce, I just think, is going to get to touch more more eyes. What I think really works to C.J. Stroud, now you could argue this works to Bryce Young's benefit, too. You mentioned the voters. Mm-hmm. The voters seem to make up their minds in November on who's going to win this thing, right? And there's no bigger regular season games. Look at the ratings. No bigger regular season game than Ohio State-Michigan. That being said... If we do get Alabama-Georgia mm-hmm. in the SEC championship, that could trump the ratings, and that's the final statement there for Bryce Young. You actually just made me think about something here. So C.J. Stroud is plus 150 to win the Heisman Trophy at BetMGM. Alabama schedule. Arkansas, Texas A&M, primetime game on CBS. Yeah. And then Tennessee. Tennessee. Okay. That gives C.J. Stroud, maybe that takes a little bit of the shine off of C.J. Stroud, and then, boom, October 29th, that's going to be a primetime game for Ohio State against Penn State. Maybe you wait a little bit, because the next two opponents for Ohio State, Rutgers, Big Ten Network, no one's going to watch. Michigan State, they'll be a, I don't know, 20-point favorite. Especially after Michigan State gets drubbed again this week. By week, and during those three weeks, Bryce Young has all these big games. That might be the buy time for Ohio State and C.J. Stroud. I'm curious if it will dip a little bit. It, look, it's not going to get higher than like 2-1. to one, mm-hmm. But from where it stands right now, coming off of a primetime win over Wisconsin, Bryce Young, they, pl- they played uh, Vanderbilt last week, so a no-profile game. You'll have three straight games. I'd be very curious to reassess this in three weeks when Bryce Young and Alabama have played three big-time opponents, and maybe that's the opportunity. If you want to get in on C.J. Stroud, maybe it drifts just a little bit, and you could get a little bit better price Let me ask you a question Mm -hmm. for a dark horse. Can I sell you on Stetson Bennett? His numbers are great. Um, I know a couple people here. I think uh, Dustin, uh, producer of uh, Follow the Money, uh, is on Stetson Bennett at a very, very long price. Is he going to put up gaudy enough numbers? Because last week he really didn't do anything against Kent State. Now, they're just cruising. I'll point this out. C.J. Stroud last year missed a game and mm-hmm. still was the odds-on favorite heading into the Ohio State-Michigan Michigan game. game. Right. So I think voters will completely wash out the Kent State game. But what's the price are we getting on Stetson? What's a buy price for you on Stetson Bennett? Right now it would be 100-1. to 1. Yeah, you're not getting that. Yeah. He's like 18-1. to 1. Yeah, no. So. No. I just, I don't know. I mean, look, Devontae Smith came out of nowhere. He did. I mean. I just think C.J. Stroud's issue is everybody's having a good year, except in Jigba, who's been injured. But if they're 13-0, and Sean, and number two. They the very country, well could be. I mean, this schedule is the easiest I've seen in a long time for a team like Ohio State. But I think Penn State on the road, prime time, that's another spot for him to. Pro tip as we go to break, learn how to read. Yes. Y equals yes, Sean. Yes. <laughs> this is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Start your morning. 
with VSIN's new podcast, VSIN Daily Morning Bets. Josh Applebaum gives you every piece of info that you need to be ready for betting the best, the day's biggest games in just 15 minutes. He discusses line movement, injuries, and what you need to be looking at before you make your bets. Make the VSIN Daily Morning Bets podcast part of your morning routine. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Sean's a quarterback by trade, as is our next guest. And uh, excited to chat with him. Make sure to check out his show, the Coach JB Show, and and check out his website, too. All the merchandise and uh, apparently cigars, too. Yeah, I'm getting me some nice You're all fired sticks. up about yeah, that, too. Right, and it makes all the sense in the world because I love Last Chance You. I love your two seasons there, Coach, as Jason Brown joins us right now. So, CoachJBStore.com uh, to check it out. So, yeah, we need to get you two together smoking some cigars. Uh, yeah, yeah, come on out here to Circle. They have this place on the rooftop called Legacy Club. It's unbelievable, JB. Oh, yeah, I got to get out there, man. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll make that happen, no doubt about it, but... Uh, a lot to get to, Coach, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on some quarterbacks. We were just chatting about some college quarterbacks, but let's start on Thursday Night Football uh, where we've got the Dolphins coming off of an impressive win. They pulled it off down there in South Beach, beating the Bills, and uh, now they're a four-point underdog on Thursday night against Cincinnati uh, with a total of 47. So uh, tomorrow night, some uh, some nice unis that the Bengals are going to be wearing that we uh, Sean and I have discussed, Coach. But when you look at this game uh, what what jumps out at you, especially with two a little bit banged up heading into Thursday night? If if Burrow can get protection, man, and, and if he can get back to the Burrow of last year. But I, I did say, you know, months ago, I thought he was going to – Sean knows better than anyone. I think he, I thought he was going to treat – I think this is his sophomore season, not last year. Last year he had the knee injury the year before. I thought last year was his true real rookie year. Takes his team to a Super Bowl. Um I think this year was gonna he was gonna have some hiccups and bumps in the road. His true sophomore woes were gonna hit, so to speak, uh, NFL uh, speaking. And uh, I, I I thought the Bengals were gonna struggle a bit this year, which they have. Um, but can they resurrect themselves? I think they can when you have a guy like Burrow, uh, a Mixon, uh, Chase, and those type of guys. And I just I'm just waiting for this O line to gel because they did improve talent-wise, but they have not improved schematically yet or fundamentally. And I think it takes a while, uh, especially with nowadays uh, NFL preseason being as uh, soft as it is, I guess I can say. Um, They don't really play. They don't practice together. They don't play against other bodies together enough, um, except for those inter-squad scrimmages, which I think are just a really uh, extension of seven-on-seven in the high school world. So I don't really think they get a lot out of that. And I think it takes them three or four weeks. I think the Rams are starting to, t- to show that. I think uh, the the uh, Packers are starting to show it. I think some teams are going to start to look better as the season goes along uh, compared to a uh, a team like Miami, which comes out hot. Can they sustain it? And uh, I think the Bengals get going a little bit. Um, I think they can beat the, the Miami team, uh, the Dolphins, this week. JB, is it just patience? You were a head guy, so, I mean, you have the final say in these situations, Bengals gave up 70 sacks last year. They've given up 15 through the first three weeks. I mean, that that's an um, that, that's to the point where I'm, I'm ready to fight somebody if I'm the quarterback. Like, this has to stop. This has got to change. <laughs> you mentioned they did bring in Lyle Collins, Alex Kappa. If you're if you're the head coach there in Cincy, I mean, what's the conversation this week? Because, of course, you can't hit the panic mode, but how do you create a sense of urgency like this is not good enough? 
first of all, you know, it's crazy how, you know, uh, Zach was just in my office recruiting junior college kids, it seems like yesterday. And now he's a head coach for the Cincinnati Bengals. It's all who you know as far as, you know, that business. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Why don't we get into some 12 personnel, help out this line, O-line, help out Burrow, have a sense of security back here with the mixing in the backfield. You got two great wideouts on the edge. You really got three that you can rotate some of them, Chase, Higgins, and uh, the other kid. And you can get these three to rock and protect yourselves and use the tight ends on boot nakeds and waggles and sprint, turn, turn back to protection, get them on the edge a little more than I see. He's too much of a sitting duck right now. Who's and, and, and he's another injury waiting to happen, man. And I just don't understand the foolishness that I continue to see by NFL head coaches, man. I just it, coaching is very overrated, Sean, as you know. Players win games, coaches lose them, and that is what you're seeing at an all-time rate right now. Staley in San Diego, uh, Zach and 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 Cincy. Um, I'm seeing it all across the, the football you know, land. You know, JB, it's interesting. So Monday night, I'm watching the game at my high-end cigar lounge with all my bougie friends, and a couple of them are Giants fans, and they're yelling at Evan Neal. He's a bust. Can't believe we drafted. I said, listen, anytime Evan Neal is on an open edge and has Demarcus Lawrence or Michael Parsons across from him, that's the offensive coordinator's fault. Why is it so hard to give these guys some help against these elite rushers. Man, let me ask you this. Let me even put it in a little different perspective. Not only is Evan Neal not a tackle in the NFL, he's probably a guard. If you look at his body type, he's heavy-hipped. He's got thick legs. He's not tackle structure at all. He has no kick step. He's getting beat every single step. He has no vertical set whatsoever. He gets no hands on. He's a guard waiting to happen. I don't know why he's at right tackle. And the, the second part is, why does jo- Joe Burrow get so many passes for having a bad O-line, but Daniel Jones gets absolutely zero passes for having a horrible O-line? And not to mention, probably the worst wideout crew in the football. Like, his wideouts do not help him. He gets crushed every night, worse than Burrow, in my opinion. And in my opinion, I think I think Daniel Jones is the guy. I think he's the guy. I think the Giants have failed him miserably across the board on the roster. But having said that, I don't know. Just come back to our segment, uh, what we were just saying to answer your question. Give him a tight end. Give him a floater and give him a chase tight end that comes across the, across the formation at the snap. Chip the guy's upfield shoulder. Get him to the flat. Give, give Burrow another option. Uh, give give Daniel Jones another option. Give these guys options that allow some so he can step up. These guys can't even climb the pocket right now because the guy's already in his face compared to when we played. We used to let him pass us, and we'll just step up and climb the pocket. We're not seeing that no more at all. We're seeing guys escape the pocket because the rush is beating our tackle so fast that we're trying to – we can't even climb the pocket no more. We're trying to escape the pocket, and I think it's – uh. It's asinine, man. I just don't understand that that the foolishness and why we're not using more double tight end sets when tight ends are such a high commodity right now. We're chatting with Jason Brown, the real coach underscore JB on Twitter. Make sure to check out the Coach JB Show and CoachJBStore.com. Coach, you're out there in California. You're an L.A. guy. So I'm curious your thoughts on what you've seen so far from USC and their quarterback, Caleb Williams, his second year 
in Lincoln Riley's system. So when you look at the Trojans, uh, people love betting them because they're they're sexy. They score a lot, even though you know last weekend they had their issues uh, offensively against Oregon State. Do you think that USC is a is a legitimate national title contender right now? No, um, I don't. You know they they look okay, but you played Rice. Um, you know, you played Fresno State, which you couldn't even block their front. You couldn't block Fresno State's front. He got sacked six times versus Fresno State. That is a fundamental problem, Houston. You can't block Fresno State. How are you going to block Georgia? How are you going to block Alabama, Clemson, uh, Michigan, Ohio State? You're not. And you can be sexy as you want on offense. The bottom line, you didn't. You, you got 28 put on you against Stanford. You couldn't score against a mediocre talented defense in Oregon State even though albeit Fort Valley's is a tough place to play in the Pac-12 it always has been kind of USC's uh uh you know sword uh double-edged mm-hmm. sword they, they usually lose in Corvallis to be honest um but you have to beat a team like Oregon State handily if you're going to get my attention on a national scale um they got a lot of transfers as everybody has Lincoln comes in with all the blaze and glory and fire on offense as a, as a prolific play caller and all this. But what does he want? Nothing. He's won nothing. I, I think he's overpaid. I think that a lot of these guys are overpaid. Um, it's funny to me that, you know, you can come get an SC job out of nowhere and we just continue to recycle the same coaches. They haven't won. Nick Saban's won. Davo Sweeney's won. And Urban Meyer's not coaching right now. And Pete Carroll's in the NFL. Those are really the only college coaches worth this proverbial bag, so to speak. Nobody else has won. Jimbo Fisher won a natty on an inherited roster at Florida State. He's done nothing since. He's actually declined. He's has worse record than Kevin Sumlin had, and they fired him. Um, so it, it's just it's all it's all through the ocular uh, lens on what we want to see and what we don't want to see. That's the cold part about this profession, and it is a recyclable one. I'm not a Lincoln Riley guy. I don't believe. Uh, his teams always flounder late. They play zero defense. They have no toughness. And offensively speaking, you can only go so far. Defense wins championships. Offense wins games, as Sean will tell you. You can check out Great his stuff, show JB. where you Great can get stuff, man. insight like that. We need to get Mr. <laughs> King some cigars. We need to get you out here to Vegas. Yeah, man. Jason Brown, we appreciate it, Coach. No doubt. Appreciate you guys. There he is. Follow him on Twitter at TheRealCoach underscore JB. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM reward points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app featuring a redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM reward points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Thanks to uh, Jason Brown. For, yeah, ma'am. For I got you, B. Interesting, uh, interesting discussion there. And uh, some some hard hitting words towards uh, towards USC uh, a little bit. I didn't. We didn't have time. What I wanted to get into it, yeah, or get <clears throat> his opinion on was Caleb Williams' body language. Like as a head coach, when you have a kid as talented as Caleb is, but mm-hmm. obviously he's still emotionally immature. And how how has he handled those guys in the past? But we were running up against it on the clock, so. Maybe we'll have to get him back on because I was interested in what he's going to say. USC, <laughs> look, they are. Because I can get you, I can handle you playing bad. Mm-hmm. It's, it's my whole issue with Kyler Murray. You can't play for me with the bad body language, with the pouting, with the sulking, with, you know, when something goes wrong, walking head down off the like. That's the stuff that, that like, it doesn't take talent to correct that. It just takes desire. And either you have it or you don't, if you're going to play for me. So I'd be interested in, in how he's handled, you know, those kind of guys in the past. I mean, you look at the USC schedule. 
Uh, they they avoided, in my eyes, one of the, the trickier spots that they have on the schedule. The toughest one, they'll be an underdog in a couple weeks at Utah. Could they beat Utah? Sure. I mean, they have the weapons offensively to go into Utah and win that game. Notre Dame is has been downgraded right now. Maybe they're on the uptick a little bit, but I still USC will be a favorite in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have UCLA. I don't think we totally know what UCLA is yet. We'll find out more on Friday when they host Washington. And then they'll, you know, if they run the table or go 11-1, and one, they'll be here in Las to Vegas. To me, they have a tough schedule. Why? Well, because Arizona State's a disaster. Washington State's better with Cameron Ward. Home game. They got to go to Utah. Yeah. Arizona's much better this year than they have been in the Arizona past. Arizona just got smoked by Cal. Arizona's much better this year than they have been in the past. Cal kind of plays everybody tough. They got a, basically a blank slate on November 11th. Then they got to go to UCLA. And then they'll get whatever the best version of Notre Dame is this year. They're going to get it November 26th. Yeah. Because Notre Dame's a team that's going to continually get better as the season goes on. And I'll say this about Notre Dame, in their toughest <clears> test <throat> defensively yet, Marcus Freeman and Al Golden put together a pretty darn good game plan. Now, Jackson Smith and Jigba got hurt in that game, and he was out after the first series, but Notre Dame did put together a pretty good game plan, and they got after, um, they, they you know, Notre Dame, which is, it's a long ways away, obviously, for that game, but they made Luke May, or Drake May, not look, as great as he had looked. Yeah, I just think that's a Mac Brown thing. But I get your context, and I agree with your the basis of what you're saying. But I mean, but yeah, they're going to be better on defense. And hear what I'm saying. And they've shown up against a really good offense. USC will be. They weren't <clears throat> a favorite preseason. They absolutely will be a favorite heading into Hopefully, that game. Hopefully, maybe. Well, Things change. Yeah. I mean, they drop you know two three games by then. Notre Dame gets hot. You know? Well, if they, if they drop two games by then, we're not even having a discussion. Yeah. The big thing for Notre Dame is, is is which one's the real quarterback? Is it Marshall game or is it North Carolina game? Uh, he played like two different people. Well, he got inserted late in the Marshall game. He played the whole Cal game. Cal, I mean. Yeah, Cal, Cal game. Cal, was, Cal, yeah. my, Cal, my bad. I'm saying. I'm I mean, and, and I'll say this. Justin Wilcox, defensive mind here. Gene Chizik. <laughs> you better stop talking about Mac Brown boy like that. Why? What is he going to do, scream at me like he screamed at the refs on the sideline? <laughs> I didn't know he had it in him. Uh, man. Um, Max said it used to be like this, man. He's had the best players. How the dog is yelling. So, <laughs> you know, uh, Jason Brown is one certainly who has, uh, if you watch Last Chance You, if you've seen any of his content, you've been on his show. He's a very opinionated guy. Yeah. So I'm curious your thoughts uh, about Jimbo Fisher because, he, you know, he took his jabs and it, it feels like Jimbo Fisher, while Saban evolved with the times mm-hmm. offensively, right? He has brought in different minds, whether it be uh, Lane Kiffin or Sarkeesian, O'Brien, yeah, but the other two kind of got him to this spread it out, elite quarterback is what you need. You look at Texas A&M, they keep bringing in talent, and it almost feels like Jimbo Fisher's kind of holding them back. So as a guy who was thought to be this, you know, quarterback guru I mean they were fortunate to beat Arkansas it's a nice win they got it you know they got it done it it counts they did get smoked by Appalachian State the score doesn't indicate in my eyes what that game how that game played out Miami made some critical mistakes and then Miami followed it up by getting their butts whipped by Middle Tennessee so what is Miami is Jim I guess I'll just open it up Jimbo Fisher go I actually agree with JB. 
on this one. I think he's highly overrated. And, and here's what I, I mean by that, Tim. He has the biggest budget in college football. And what has he done with it so far at A&M that's been so impressive? In year one, he went 9-4. and four. That's not a good record at A&M. I don't count the 9-1 season because that was COVID. So there's a lot of moving around, well, games canceled. And, and they were complaining, oh, we should get in the playoffs. Right. We lost by Alabama by 28. Then right last now. year he went to 8-4. and four. Yep. This year he's already lost to App State. Should have definitely lost the Arkansas game if not for complete meltdown by Arkansas. And when you look at his schedule, it's probably going to end up around the four loss. I think they lose this weekend. Record this State. year, in my opinion. So, I mean, he's making $9 million a year. And he keeps bringing in big-time recruiting He's classes. got the biggest NIL collective in college football. I mean, there's not anything that you could need to win college football games that College Station doesn't provide, facility-wise, support-wise. I mean, they have everything. He's supposed to be this quarterback guru, but he hadn't developed any quarterbacks in a Like, that's been their probably most inconsistent position. So I'm asking you mm-hmm. – What's the $9 million for? I don't know. I mean, give my guy Lee Pohl at Kansas this kind of budget, and let me see what he can do. <laughs> Lee Pohl's whole operating budget is less than what Jimbo's salary is, and he's got Kansas undefeated. He's got a quarterback that's deserving of Heisman contention that he's developed. So I'm just saying, like, I think there's some guys out there with, that with these kind of resources, they would be competing against – Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State from a record standpoint and to be in the college football playoff, which A&M has not been in that conversation. Don't tell me he was 9-1 and in 2020 during COVID when games were getting canceled, people weren't playing. I'm talking about the two years that were regular, first year and last year. He was 17-8. and eight. Look, they, the, the COVID season, that they went 8-1 and one in the regular season. They – Went on the road to Alabama and lost by 28. And then they followed that up with a win against Florida. And then they didn't have any wins over ranked teams the rest of the season. And then they won their bowl game against a UNC team that was missing Javante Williams. I think De'Ami Brown didn't play. I mean, nobody played in that game. And they, you know, they beat UNC. So, And what's the moral of this story? We're, we're taking Mississippi State. I'm on Mississippi Vegas. State. Yeah, uh, so I'm, I'm all over Mississippi State this Saturday. I love that game. Uh, I think Mississippi State's in the right spot. They got a little fat and comfortable. Mm-hmm. And LSU trimmed a little bit of that fat off. So I think we're going to get a motivated bunch here against a very vulnerable Aggie team. Going to be – and I think situationally it's a tricky spot too for Texas A&M because all they talked about all offseason was this Alabama game. And it's now been announced earlier this week. It'll be in prime time. They just played their rival at Jerry's World. They get the win. Jimbo's, you know – Peacock and that they just beat a top 10 team, which technically they did. Uh, they did get that win over Arkansas. So I think situationally it's a tricky spot walking into a Mississippi State spot uh, squad uh, that is, that's, you know, they, they're going to be hungry, right? I mean, they, as you mentioned, they, they lost to, to LSU by a couple touchdowns. They've played well in their non-con. Have they been that tested? Yeah, Memphis, Arizona, and Bowling Green. And that's a home field that matters. Yeah. So I, I do like Mississippi. Four State. o'clock game, so it's not. I would have loved night. Night, but Ugh. second half, it'll the sun will be down. And, and those and listen, bells will four, be ringing. Four p.m. on the East Coast. That's plenty of time to hydrate. Because you gotta get that wrist right. You know, just to do that on that bell all game, you gotta get that wrist just right. 
Yeah, and uh, the final note, and it's a huge loss. I mean, for an offense that's already struggling to really get big plays, their leading wide receiver, Anaya Smith, 15 catches for 291 yards, two touchdowns, Sean. He's lost for the season, so a big loss there for that's the Aggies. That's not good. It's a lot of uh, Jimbo slander. Prove it to us, Jimbo. Prove that, prove that worth. Get a win in Stark Vegas this weekend. We're betting against you. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.